0: Hey guys, Mike here, just uh cutting in real quick to tell you to stick around after the episode for a special holiday message from the three of us. So with that, on with the show. Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Killefer. I'm Susie Hunt. And we are continuing our month of Christmas Horror Round 4. With episode two hundred four, the Mean One, from twenty twenty two. It's an hour and thirty three minutes, directed by Stephen Lamort, who we would know from Never Leave Alive, Bury Me Twice, and The Book Fair. So we um, don't know. I was gonna say, in other words, we have no clue who the fuck he is. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's, well, you know, what? let's jump into the cast real quick before we go around the table. Uh, we have the Mean One, played by David Howard Thornton, who, of course, we would know here from Terrifier one and two. Uh, he was also in Gotham, The Dark Offerings, and Bubkiss. We have Cindy, played by Crystal Martin.
1: Kisses!
0: <laughs> Not kisses, but Bubkiss. <laughs> That's
1: true.
0: Um, we have Cindy, played by Crystal Martin. She was in Well Behaved, They Live in the Gray, and Imani. Then we have De- uh, Detective Burke, played by Chase Mullins. He was in The Werewolf Diaries, The Marksman, Driven, and Bury Me Twice. We have Doc Zeus, Yeah, Dr. Zeus, uh, played by John Biggum. He was in the remake of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari from 2005, which is actually a fun movie. Um, It got, like, no love whatsoever, but I I enjoyed it.
1: Uh, I thought it was Dr. Zayas at first. I looked at it real quick. (laughs) So then that song was playing in my head.
0: Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. But he was in uh, Sweet Caroline and Ben and Tony. Then we have Sheriff Hooper, played by Eric Baker, who was in Adventures of Weatherman and Windsock. Just love that name. Uh, The Verge and One Stop Away. We have Mayor McBean, played by Amy Schumacher. She was in The Wasteland, Strange Events, 1 and 2. And then finally, we have the narrator, played by Christopher Sanders, who was in Teachers, NCIS, Gaslit, and Yellowstone. Let's no go around the table. What's that? No, no Murder, murder show. No, this is too new, I think. And That's we and true. we don't have enough old, old people in this to That's true. be Doc part Saus of It doesn't
1: Shiro. look like he was...
0: No. And, well, he was in, like, one thing in the 80s, but then didn't act again until the 90s, so... Like, the late 90s. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what, Maurice? I'm going to kick it off with you. What are your thoughts? Because you're the only person I haven't talked to about this at all. So, what are your thoughts on this? I actually, I think it's a
2: lot better than what it was given. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's not... A, I wouldn't say it's a great... I, wouldn't, I don't even know if it's a good movie. But <laughs> it, it's a fun it, it, It's fun. It gets the job done. Um... I've heard people say it's a waste of an hour and a half of their lives. I didn't feel like... I've, I've seen a lot worse movies than this.
0: We saw a worse one last week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did, too, because I actually watched The Pit.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my, I, I, I tried to
2: spare you that pain. Well, I had... You know what? I started listening to the podcast because I wasn't on it. <laughs> and um, I was like... I have to watch this before I finish the podcast. <laughs> What'd you think of Jamie, the little creeper? Well, first of all, he's not twelve. The guy's playing him; he's got to be about thirty-five.
1: Mama, exactly. Um. Is there a sweet mama titty jerky in
2: that movie? Ah, uh, there's yeah. sweet librarian titties. Yeah, but that's about it. But we're not here for the pit. We're not here for the mean one, Mister Grinch. Oh no, 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 Mister Finch. Mister Grinch. Um, <laughs> I do want to say this, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Mm-hmm. I like this better than the live action How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You know what? I'm a good, I'm I'm going to side with you on because this because I despise that movie. I think it's terrible. same Z's. Pe- and people yep. give me shit for it. I'm like, it's not a good movie, and I was over Jim Carrey by that time. Like,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, dude. I have not watched it since I saw it in the theater. Yeah, like I, mean, I just don't care.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those movies that everyone loves. And I'm just like I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> And I honestly feel like this was a better movie. Yeah. Quality-wise, no. Story-wise, <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, it was it, was, yes, a fun it flick. was a better movie, you know. It had everything you want from a Finch. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um I mean the acting was eh, it was doable. Serviceable. It, yeah, I mean it wasn't too great. I mean you got David Howard Thornton Oh, God, he chews scenery every time he's yeah, on the screen. And I want to say it felt like watching Terrifier, but Terrifier is a much better movie. But Yeah. Um, and he doesn't kill the same in the, this.
0: He's nowhere near as creative in right. this one, yeah. um, which I think a lot of that was just they were soft-pedaling some of the gore. Yeah. But, I mean, right. he still has some fun kills.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. The, um, but one-bar kill.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, that's so
2: good. Right. Yeah, it. overall, I, I enjoy it. It's wacky fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Susie, what are your thoughts?
1: Thanks for asking. <laughs> so I really enjoy a very Art the Clown Christmas. Well, that'll
0: be next year. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, uh, we're going to be looking forward to that. Next I know,
1: year. I know. But this was, I, you sent that message to us when you were watching it. And I was like, oh, this could go either way. This could really go <laughs> either way for me. So I watched it after work today, and I, I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I asked Shane if he was going to watch it, he he's like, well, what the hell else am I going to do right now? <laughs> um, he and I both agree, this movie was much better than it deserved to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. I think that, I'm just going to keep calling him Art the Clown. Mm-hmm. Just his facial expression. He is the next Doug Jones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and I know we've talked about that before. Oh, absolutely, yeah, 100%. Um, but I just, he's so great in this movie. Really, my own com- only complaint is um, there is no whooshing. That's my favorite sound effect. Mm, whoosh? Whoosh. Yes. Anytime Shane and I watch something with subtitles, whooshing. <laughs> but this one, it's bringing a new thing. And Shane was like, you know what? Out with the old and with the new. This had the dramatic sting. Sound effect, yes, yes. Which it I forgot what it was called, so I had to text it right before we started recording. I was like, "Remind me, what was that sound effect?" Dramatics. I thought it was really fun. Um, I don't think that the like sexual tension romance was too overplayed. No, um, it was very like campy, like almost making fun of like the Hallmark movie type thing. Yep. And I don't know, I just really liked it, but I do have some questions, mostly about the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get to, but overall, this is fine holiday fun, and I can see this becoming part of my Christmas repertoire.
0: I, yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I went into this with the same expectations I had last week uh, with, you know, I hit, I hit play and was like, all right, this is going to suck, because all I had heard was bad things. You know, I watched the trailer last year, and I'm like, okay, it looks like it could be fun, but it also looks like it could be really bad, Mm -hmm. and within ten minutes, I was like, okay, I'm having way more fun than I expected to, and it just kept getting better, and I'm like, I'm shocked by how enjoyable this film is. It's, the acting is terrible, the effects are god-awful, the CG effects are so fucking bad. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, they're so painfully bad. The fire, the CG fire, Mm -hmm. the CG gunshots, they're so painfully bad. But, all of that being said, they kind of know they're in a cheesy movie, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of almost winking at the camera, and it's like you feel in on the joke. Yeah. So it never it never feels like it's trying to be something that it's not. You know, it's like, yeah, we get it. It's a horror movie about the fucking Grinch. Like, just, just come with us on this ride.
1: I would <laughs> also like to say, on behalf of Shane, who I think is like, a, he's like the ghost writer in the, <laughs> in the group, mm-hmm. um, he's like, wow. The Grinch looks way better than Winnie the Pooh did.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, he does.
1: And he also loved this much. He liked. I don't want to say that L word. He liked it much more than Blood and Honey.
0: And see, this is the thing. I hate Blood and Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, like I vehemently hated Blood and Honey. I so think it was did I. so bad. I I I didn't think it was see, as well, bad as everyone makes it out. You, Matt, and I believe Mike. I oh, may correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I thought he said that he he enjoyed it as well. Like they all everyone admits it's a bad movie, but they had fun with it. Whereas I wish I could join you guys in that. I didn't have any fun with it at all. Like I said, the only scene I enjoyed was when we see Winnie look in the window and his little ears wiggle. That made me laugh so damn hard. Mm. But everything else about the movie I thought was hot garbage. This, on the other hand, is kind of what I was expecting with this movie. Yeah. Uh, was to be Blood and Honey, but yeah, it, it they played they did just enough references to the cartoon where it was like every one of the references was kind of a wink and a nod at the camera mm-hmm. and it was like we like I felt in on the joke nothing felt cheap so I'm like you know what I got to give it to them they really pulled it off for this
1: one and for how low budget it was <laughs> like so I have a question before we get too into it mm-hmm. because I and I don't know if this is true because I've seen I've seen photographers post it on Facebook and then people reshare it around the holidays that right you cannot do photos with the Grinch mm. because of the licensing. I don't know. So I don't know if I don't know if that's true. I've seen a couple people repost from a, go- a couple different um, photographer pages, mm. um, but that like apparently they do like reverse image search and like they'll sue the pants off of you. So I wonder because that was like a super good likeness of the Grinch. Yeah, and because that... The beginning of it, when we only, like, little pat on the head and everything, yeah. I'm like, okay, so are we we really not going to see what he looks like? Is it just going to be, like, use your imagination? But then mm-hmm. when we finally do see him, it's a blurry photo! Well, um, you saw
2: from the pictures, you knew you were, you you were going to see what he looked like. Yeah.
1: I didn't know anything about this until I was like, what are we doing on Tuesday? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, it's the Grinch horror movie. I didn't. I knew nothing about this. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: I, I last year I was gonna watch it, but it. Uh, I forget how much it was to rent, but I think it was like twenty bucks to rent last year. And I'm like, I ain't spending that on this. Um, I mean, I don't feel ripped off having spent five bucks. I did enjoy the movie. So. I got
1: it for free with my Amazon credits because I shop a lot.
0: Gotcha. Got got to use them Bezos books. Yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, for the for anyone who is listening to this, being like, what the fuck is this movie about? The, the basic plot is in the sleepy mountain town of Newville, not Whoville, Cindy's parents are murdered and her Christmas is stolen by a bloodthirsty green figure in a red Santa suit determined to ruin anything and everything having to do with Christmas.
1: I also like how they set it up from the very first scene mm. as what if... What if that what if they flip the story to make it sound like it had a happy ending? Right. Like it happened on Earth too. Or, right. or whoville too.
0: Well, and they even they make mention of a parallel universe later yes. on. Yes. Yes. So, because, yeah, we, we, we open up with Santa stealing little Cindy's Christmas while the narrator says, Remember that story about Cindy you know who? When her Christmas was stolen, she knew what to do. Santa pats her on the head and shoes her along, but she takes off her little Santa necklace and gives it to him, saying, I forgive you, and gives him a kiss on the cheek. The narrator continues, She killed him with kindness, and surprisiest of surprises, that one simple kiss made his heart grow three sizes. They loved their Christmas, those folks down in town, but what if I said that's not how it went down?
1: (laughs) I I love it, because it is like you... It's like watching the cartoon Yeah,
0: it, it, it's it's they 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 lean heavily into the Dr. Seuss, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's a lot of fun. But when he says it's not how it went down, the tape rewinds back to Cindy and Santa, and the narrator says, "Our tale starts just the same, coming out of the gate, but this time we're adding just one twist of fate. Mom comes down to find her daughter talking to something in the living room, mm-hmm. and attacks it with a giant nutcracker ornament." Now, it's one of those ornaments that's clearly a candle holder Mm -hmm. because it's got the the hand with the spike on it that you're supposed to put the the, uh, candle onto. Well, she drops the nutcracker. (laughs) Santa slings his bag over his shoulder, hits mom. She falls and fucking gets impaled in the throat on the candle spike.
1: So the candle spike also grew three sizes.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty big spike. Because it went clean it, through her neck.
1: Because when it fell, it looked itty-bitty. And I'm like, okay, how is it going to take out her eye? How is it going to kill her? Yeah. No, that thing got an erection.
0: <laughs> it grew to at least six inches.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, she she falls on and dies. And the narrator continues, The deed had been done, and now it's too late. And that one alteration turned love into hate. Cindy yells monster at the, the creature... And we pan out as the opening credits and title card roll, so it's a really fun little opening that just kind of sets the stage for what kind of silly horror we're about to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole opening is is pretty quick. We get uh, you know we see a uh, cars a car driving into Newville, like coming into town, and uh, the narrator says, "A monster was loose, both hated and hater. Now let's find our Cindy." Nearly twenty years later. Mm. So we zoom in, and we meet adult Cindy and her dad,
1: who looks uh, like he's about eighty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like he like get it, Dad, get it, pops. <laughs> he was one of them older gentlemen that married young, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but they get pulled over because they have uh, like Rudolph decorations on their car. There's antlers on the window, as they should and, get
1: pulled over, right?
0: And um, it was this is we meet uh, Detective Burke, the the Jewish detective, and. Uh,
1: uh, Detective Bert Goldman. I light the eight candles every year. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. But this is our first example of Newville not celebrating Christmas because mm-hmm. he tells them that you know the reason he pulled them over is because of the decorations on their car. That the you know the sheriff enforces that they don't have those kind of de- decorations in town. He's like, I'm new to town. I'm just upholding the law. Like, kind of like I don't know what the deal is, but they say that it distracts drivers. So. Hey, that's the law. Just lose the decorations if you're going to stay in town. Um, and there's this moment, I, I got to comment on this. There's a moment where he refers to Cindy as ma'am. ma'am. And she's like, did you just ma'am me? I, I get it. I understand everyone has things that they don't like. But, I again, I was raised to refer to people as ma'am or sir as, like, a sign of respect. And I have been yelled at by so many people, and then it's like you fumble because you don't know what the fuck to say. Like it's so. Hey, funny. you guys. Like I just want to be like, hey, you. Like I can't say you can't say it, it. Come on, it's a it's a sign of respect. But it just it irks me. But there's also a lot of awkward flirting between Burke and Cindy. And Dad so.
1: finally like leans forward, and he's like, "Yes." <laughs>
0: And then I love it when Burke finally walks away. He goes, He looks at Cindy and goes, oh, he was cute. And she's like, oh, shut up, Dad. <laughs> so Cindy and Dad get to their old family house. And we find out that basically they're there because her doctor thinks that it would help her get over the events. So she's there basically facing, you know, her PTSD.
1: Which he tells the deputy right <laughs> <Yeah>. away. We're <laughs> here because her doctor thinks it'd be good for her. She has PTSD. Dad! <laughs> if I kill him, will you
0: be a <laughs> character witness? But, so as soon as they walk in, Cindy kind of has, like, a momentary panic, and Dad offers, like, we can go stay at a hotel, we don't have to stay here. Like, so, Dad's a likable character. Like, yes. he's very, uh, he's very nice.
1: And he's goofy. They They have a little dance party.
0: Mm-hmm. But she, you know, she's like, no, we gotta stay here, my doctor said so, like, I wanna do this. So that night we see Cindy has nightmares about the Grinch attacking her. And
1: you're kind of waiting for like it to set up like Friday the 13th, part seven. The right. doctor says this, this is where I need to be.
0: <laughs> She's gonna use her psychic powers against the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Now the next day we meet we see Cindy at the local diner where we meet Mayor McBean, which that name just cracked me up. McBean!
1: She's a McDonald's mascot. <laughs> right. McDowell's. Mac- She's a McDowells mascot. <laughs>
0: They got sesame seeds. Our buns have no seeds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I finally okay. got you. I'm okay. <laughs> oh, and it's it's a fizzy drink too, <laughs> ginger ale.
0: So we see Mayor McBean annoying the locals to reelect her. Uh, we also see Detective Burke and Sheriff Hooper. Uh, the sheriff and Cindy talk, and we get a flashback of the night her mom was murdered. She get we see. Um, little Cindy giving Sheriff uh, Hooper a drawing of the man who killed her mom, and it's clearly a kid's drawing of the Grinch. The sheriff holds up the drawing, and he's like, he was green like this, and Cindy nods. He then holds up a green ski mask that they found just outside the house, saying it looks like the killer was wearing this, and he, at this point, he believes the killer's a man.
1: So, okay, she draws him as she saw him, which, mm-hmm. are, can we get sued for continually using... No, because you Grinch, have Grinch,
0: Grinchity Grinch, Grinch. You
1: have a whole other podcast about other properties. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's a child. She's drawing the Grinch, which is what she saw. Right. Okay, now I want you to draw him without the mask on. Yeah. Fucker?
0: How she, would she know if she didn't see him without the mask right. on?
1: Um, I don't know. That's just that's asking for some profiling to happen right there. Uh-huh. Well, that and it just it it, it defies
0: logic because it's like okay, if you found the ski mask and you're assuming the killer must have been wearing the ski mask inside the house when he killed the mom, how would the kid know what he looks like without the fucking mask on? He had the blackest eyes. <laughs> he had the jolliest eyes. <laughs> but you know, so it, it basically, uh, you know, we we see this little flashback and then we cut back to present day. And Cindy asks, did you ever catch the Christmas killer? And he's like, nope, and it haunts me to this day. So, basically, like, the killer escaped. (laughs) Uh, So, Dad arrives back at the diner, and he complains to Cindy, Sheriff Hooper, and Detective Burke that he can't find any Christmas decorations anywhere in town. And then he looks around and he's like, look at this place. There's nothing. No lights, no tinsel, no nothing. And then Hooper's like, oh, well, you know, the people in this town don't really like Christmas. Like, that's a little odd. (laughs) <clears throat> but um, Burke com- oh, they ask Burke what he thinks about it And he comments, he's like, oh yeah, no, no I, I light the candles eight nights out of the year So that's when we find out he's Jewish We get another little awkward flirty moment Between Burke and Cindy As her and her dad leave And I love it, Hooper claps Burke on the back He's like, you got up your game, son He's like, I know <laughs> like, He just <laughs> looks so sad
1: He's such like, a lo- he reminds me of a little bit of Dewey
0: Yeah Yeah, like he's such
1: a lovable, like, bumbling character. Yes, (laughs) a bumbling character who wants to get the girl.
0: No, I I genuinely did like Burke. I think he's the one character in the movie that I actually liked throughout. Yeah. You know, Dad I like, but obviously, well, we we know what happens to Dad. Our listeners don't yet. (laughs) True. And Cindy, I was like, I like her, but, like, I, I thought she was kind of annoying
1: at parts. She was annoying at parts, but let me tell you, it ain't a holiday movie till you got a training montage. Oh, I fucking love that That made me think of Leslie Vernon. <laughs> yes! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Outside, we see Doc Zeus watching them ominously from his truck. Cut to that night. Cindy and Dad decorate the house uh, for Christmas. After decorating, Cindy goes to take out the trash, and she finds herself locked out. Inside, Dad is attacked by the mean one and murdered while Cindy watches helplessly through the window. He fucking stabs him through the skull with, like, a metal, like, a festive pipe. I don't know what the fuck this thing was. I thought it was,
1: like, a fire poker. Right, but it had, like, a little bobble on the end. Yeah, no, I mean, I think maybe it was, like, a Christmas fire poker. It was so weird. Also, I want to know, why were they going into town to look for new decorations when, oh, we have all of these... That's Upstairs
0: I, in the attic. I just say I was wondering. I'm like, where did all the decorations fucking come from? Was it did they already have them? Like I
1: think they came out of the attic.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they never explained They Just they the previous scene, we can't find decorations anywhere. The next scene, the fucking house is covered with decorations. And they
1: decorated real fucking fast. Right? And I also like you cannot expect to have any concept of time progression in this movie. No.
0: It's, and we transition from morning to night very fast over and over again. Yes. So there's like, it's like a week and a half that this movie takes place <laughs> But, you know, so we, we see Dad get stabbed through the skull. It comes out of his eye. You know, And then the mean one swipes all the decorations and disappears into the night. Smash cut to Cindy waking up in the hospital screaming with blood all over her hands. The narrator cuts in to say, Cindy's nightmares continued about the blood and the beast. If she hadn't lost her mind, she's misplaced it at least. That cracked me up. And then immediately the smash cut to the goldfish bowl with the bluefish and redfish. And Mm -hmm. I was like, ha! One fish, two fish, redfish, bluefish. There's also Horton's bar, which cracked me up. But at the hospital, Cindy freaks out and tells Burke it's the same killer that killed her mom all those years ago. She's sure of it. The nurses give Cindy a sedative and Burke talks to Mayor McBean about the killing. She writes it off as a coincidence and that it couldn't possibly be the same person. So now we cut to Cindy in a graveyard at her father's gravesite, while the narrator says... Oh, you got something to say? No, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) The narrator says, the last of her love had been stolen away along with her Christmas that cold winter day.
1: Don't interrupt me, Kat. I got my hands on my hips for this Oh, he's
0: like all up in your face.
1: Rufus! Get your booty hole out of there. And
0: say... One of many cat interruptions, I'm sure he's been a he's been a peach today.
1: So it goes from like freezing mm-hmm. and snow to then it looks like you're it in yeah, and so she's at the grave, mm-hmm. and damn that grass grew quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So we don't actually know when this movie starts. Was it like? December first, because they keep saying sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. So it can, literally is weeks, but my thing is like we see her in the hospital, and like the funeral apparently already happened. There's mm-hmm. dad's buried. You know, it's it just the time jumps are really wacky. Um. So Burke takes her home, and we get the the awkward matzo ball soup conversation. Because she sees the window and, like, freaks out, like, has a, has a flashback of her dad getting killed. And she falls back and Burke's like, I got you! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, what? he's like, I got you this thermos of homemade matzo ball soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? It was just really bad flirting. But, again, it's, it, it rides that border of so dumb that it's stupid mm-hmm. and dumb enough to be silly. Right. You know, and I was like, it rides that very well. um, So we get some more awkward flirting between the two of them. Cindy tells him that she's leaving Newville as there's nothing left for her there. And he's like, nothing at all, huh? And she's like, nope, and just puts up her head to shake.
1: And he's like, okay.
0: <laughs> like, well, damn. And I gave her my soup. <laughs> now I don't got lunch. She didn't up his game? Yeah.
1: And but he lost a thermos. That looks like it was an expensive thermos. It
0: did. It looked like a very nice thermos. And then we see Cindy go inside. And this is fucked up. Like, keep in mind, again, the time jump we just talked about. Mm-hmm. She goes inside and there's just this big fucking blood spot on the floor. Like, it had never been touched. It's like, oh, this poor girl. So, cut to Mayor McBean arriving at the police station to talk to Sheriff Hooper. Basically, McBean is pissed that Cindy has, is drudging up the past and wants her out of town. She tells Hooper that the town can't go through another Christmas killer thing. I laughed so hard when she put it that way.
1: She's such a fucking bitch.
0: Oh, she absolutely and she is. She is
1: the most Karen that ever did Karen. Mm-hmm. But it's
0: like another Christmas killer thing.
1: <laughs> it's like
2: you couldn't come up with anything better than that, huh? Maybe it's a reference to Thing 1 and Thing 2.
0: You know? You mm. might not you might not be wrong cuz they had a lot of like sly Dr. Seuss mm. references all throughout this. So, I don't think about that. Um but we cut to Cindy scrubbing her dad's blood out of the floor. Just like Sookie when Grandma
1: got killed in the kitchen.
0: All I know about that show is Sookie. Sookie. that's it. But uh she finds a random flower on the floor that she's like, Oh, this is unique <laughs> And then we see a little website transition about the Newville Mountains, home of
1: the rare loopaloo flower. Shane's like, What's a loopaloo flower? I'm like, It's a made up thing. It's
0: a Doctor Seuss thing. So we see Cindy hiking up into the mountains where she starts taking photos.
1: So I have another question. Yeah, go for it. So, okay. Funerals, we'll say funeral in the, like, late morning. Right. It's over. She's scrubbing that floor. When is she going hiking? Is it the Mm -hmm. next day? Because that matzo ball soup is also very warm still because she opens it Mm -hmm. and, like, Cups, cups of, it like, mm. and then takes a sip of it, and I'm like, "Well, she's not gonna get any balls in her mouth like that. She ain't got no spoon."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was wondering the, the same thing about the time frame because it does jump really quick from okay, you're you're cleaning, which she was scrubbing like a motherfucker, so you know there was she was putting some elbow grease into mm-hmm. that. You ain't gonna be out at like noon hiking, especially
1: was... after braiding your hair like that, <laughs> right?
0: But the the time frame in this movie makes no sense. So she starts taking photos when suddenly something rushes past her, scaring her, and she falls backward into a cave where she finds a bunch of wallets and backpacks. Now here's where I got a question. So she falls into the cave and then just walks out. Thank you. And then later we see Burke rappel into the cave and, walk and then out. walk out.
1: That's my problem. That's my issue with the cave. Like, what fucking kind of cave is this? Is it really just like a ball pit? They just keep falling
0: through the skylight. It's
1: a pit of wallets. (laughs) Fun for the whole family. I want to
0: jump into a wallet pit. Find money and credit cards. Oh
1: my God. When we get to the part where Bert goes to the mountain, Shane had like the best, like mystery science commentary.
0: (laughs) That whole scene is ridiculous.
1: This one's got money in it. Ooh, that looks expensive. (laughs) So she, she
0: climbs up out of the cave and continues taking photos when she sees a couple holding a mistletoe and smooching and she's like, aww. And then like a creeper begins taking photos of them. <laughs> Suddenly she sees the mean one and he jumps in and attacks them. He knocks the girl down and stabs the fuck out of the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Now the girl, I had to laugh because <laughs> it reminded me of Mac and Me when the kid goes over the cliff. Because like... He smacked her and she just goes like, oh, ah! she flies over the edge, but nothing. only lands like four feet down. It looks like she fell so much farther. Mm-hmm. But Cindy runs up. Time
1: and distance. It's all. It, just go with it. Timey wimey. Yes. But
0: Cindy confronts him and we get our first look at the mean one as he turns toward her smiling and then roars. She freaks and starts hucking rocks at him
1: until he runs away. I was cracking up at that part. I was too,
0: because I'm like, how many times have we seen this in a movie though, where someone defends themselves with rocks? Like that's a valid form of defense. Yeah, you pick up the thing you find. And... <laughs> well, I was just thinking immediately of the Losers' Club throwing rocks at the bullies, like "fuck you," right? <laughs> but we cut to emergency crews with the woman who was attacked. Uh, they're asking her about the attacker, but because her glasses were knocked off, she didn't see anything. Cindy desperately tries to get the woman to say she saw a monster, but Hooper intervenes and tells her to stop. She tries to show Hooper the blurry photo she got of the monster, and he goes, what is this? Hellboy? Bigfoot? <laughs> I had to laugh because I remembered the opening to Hellboy, where they, people were finding the blurry photos of him, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like the new Bigfoot. Yeah. They, okay, that's fine. Which fun. we see uh... yep, a little later. So, Hooper basically tells her that the mar- the mountains are out of their jurisdiction, and he can't do anything. The feds have control of the mountains. He goes on to tell her, in not so many words, that he's not going to let her drudge up the past and terrorize the town, that he's in charge of keeping the people safe, and right now she's disturbing the peace.
1: That's all he fucking says. Yeah. It's my job to keep this town safe. <laughs> and he's doing a piss poor job
0: of it. Sure it. is. So, Burke tells her that Hooper is right. The mountains are out of their jurisdiction. She shows him the wallet and the wallet that she found and explains there's a bunch up in the cave and tells him to look into it. So now we cut to Cindy putting up flyers showing the blurry photo she took, something that really pisses off Mayor McBean and she calls Hooper being like, "Do something about her. She's putting up flyers." How dare she? <laughs> And then we cut to Burke investigating uh, the owner of the wallet and finding out they're a missing persons case. Dun, Since dun, dun.
1: 2009.
0: Yep. yep. They've been missing for a while. Smash cut to SantaCon van.
1: Mm. <laughs> that was like a fucking clown car.
0: It was. We, mm-hmm. we see this van labeled SantaCon with a shitload of Santas and Mrs. Claus and a dude in an inflatable Christmas tree. <laughs>
1: So, in the credits on IMDb, mm-hmm. the the Santas that actually have speaking parts are Dick Santa and Dick Santa 2.
0: I mean, they are Dick I was Santas. like, oh, yeah. Shane,
1: there's a Dick Santa in here. <laughs> but now, this, this entire
0: sequence is clearly added to the movie just to up the body count. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. all the players that we've met so far are kind of main players. Right. So, it's like, well, we need some people to get murdered. So... They make their way into the local diner, and uh, the one dude, like, well, Dick Santa one, I'm assuming, is a total skeevy bastard with the waitress. Like, he's like pinching on her ass and like slapping her, and just he's he's a fucking asshole. Like, we want to see this if guy. If you get lick
1: kicked. the, ice, what is something about licking an ice cube? Well,
0: because she goes, the the kitchen's closed. Best I can do is drinks, and they're all like, Brr! and she's like, ice tea. I'm like, <laughs> and then she goes, do you want it sweetened or unsweetened? He goes, well. If you lick the ice cube it'll be sweet enough, honey. And then he slaps her on the ass, I'm like, Ew.
1: Fucking She spends dirt. way too long arranging those beer steins with a pitcher of iced tea. <laughs> She's like, Oh I'll move this one
0: here, move this one okay. here, and Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. But in comes the mean one and kills everyone except the waitress who locks who he locks in the freezer. So we get this whole sequence where she's in the kitchen, like you said, and Skeevy Dick comes up to her and starts you know, trying to make out with her, and she punches him in the face. He falls over, and then she turns, because she hears him struggling, and we see a blood trail leading into the freezer. So she follows into the freezer, and he's in there with, what was it, a candy cane? Or no, icicle stuck icicle, in his neck. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's laying there dead. She screams, the door shuts behind her, and now we see the Grinch... <laughs>
1: He is so fantastic, <laughs> he's so good. So fantastic because it's so like the cartoon. Yeah, you see his little his little, his little paws fingers. Yep. Curl around and then he pulls up like no, and then when he like creeps by yeah. later, he does is it that. there or was it is it at it, the it, other time? It's, it's
0: later, yeah. When he does he he does the fingertip the uh, fingertip walk. crawl. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> but even like here where he he crawls up, he does that lean that the Grinch does, where he kind of like moves his hat and then like puts his hand on his yes. hip like mm-hmm. and he pulls out the big candy cane and kind of leans on it it's it's very much like the animated Grinch it's uh, so well done, so brilliant no you're right David Howard Thornton is definitely the next Doug Jones like he's he has the physicality that that kind of yes. actor has um, but I, I love this because he just goes through and fucks these fools up you see the one girl, like, hopping up and down on the table, like, almost like,
1: yes, I saw a mouse. And then, and then he just, like, slams her off and, like, she breaks well, her back. He hooks her with the candy cane and oh, that's right. mm-hmm. So she falls ass over tea kettle onto the floor. I like the girl that's crawling. She's like, I just wanted a drink. And then he, like, jumps mm-hmm. on her head. He fucking curb stops her. Like, her head explodes. That was a really great kill, in my opinion. My
0: favorite, though, was the Christmas tree. Because he comes out and he's wiggling back and forth and the the Grinch pulls out the candy cane, stabs him in the gut and goes, "Ah," like it's (laughs) leaking
1: air the whole time. And he's just wiggling it back and forth. I also love the girl in the meat grinder. Oh my goodness. Even though the CGI was horrible, that was still fantastic.
0: This is the perfect example of what I was talking about with the CGI gore. So he tips her head first into the meat grinder and nothing happens and then he flicks it on. And you just see this really bad CGI blood spurt. But then you see the meat coming out the other end, which that was funny.
1: And then the blood gets on the camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of course, it always has
1: to get on Exactly. The
0: <laughs> but it's, it's just, like, so many great kills. And then, you know, he scurries off. We see the waitress, like, bust her way out of the freezer. Which I'm like, that's a shitty freezer if you can break out from the inside. Also, yeah. for
1: safety reasons, there should be a way to open it from the inside anyway. I don't think
0: there is. I would say there should be, but there used to not be. Yeah. Yes. And and then little is clear, Tommy
1: got stuck in the freezer and died. But
0: this is clearly an old
1: town. That's true. Yeah, I that's highly true. doubt
0: they they retrofitted anything. They're like, eh, yeah, it's worked for the last fifty years, mm-hmm. it'll continue working. But uh so <laughs> she comes out and she sees the like the slaughtered remains of everybody and is like, can't scream, she's like, ah. And then the meat grinder turns out again.
1: She gets covered in blood and shrieks.
0: That was oh, chef's kiss. she
1: doesn't see the killer either.
0: Nope. No one ever sees him. So we see Cindy putting up more flyers and Hooper stops her, telling her she's disturbing the peace. He tells her that uh, she can either go home or come with him. So she begrudgingly leaves for home. That night we see her at home roasting chestnuts. Now, okay. Does do either of you guys like roasted chestnuts?
1: I've never had them, so I don't. I have don't an opinion. Like,
0: what about you, Reese? Have you ever? I don't known? think I've ever had roasted chestnuts.
1: I do not
0: like them. Like, I don't know. I've only had them once, and I just thought they were disgusting. And I don't know how this became like such a beloved Christmas thing, but most people I know don't do it at
1: all. Maybe because in Charles Dickens' time, the poor people got a. Roasted chestnut, and they Maybe. were rich for well until they ate it.
0: <laughs> it just—I uh, don't know. It didn't. Uh, I don't like the taste of them. Mm. I think they're bad. But she's sitting there roasting her little chestnuts
1: in and a cast iron skillet that she can miraculously move with one hand,
0: right on the fire.
1: Yes, them shits is heavy,
0: and they're hot. Yes, like the handle will heat no, up. she
1: did have a little grippy. Oh, did she? I didn't yeah, see she that. She had a grippy okay. grip.
0: But. um, So she sees on the news all about the diner massacre, and the narrator cuts in to say, Cindy felt her blood turn to ice at the sight." That's when she heard something go bump in the night. (laughs) And we see the the power goes out. So she runs over to the fuse box and and starts fucking around with the lights. It reminded me of Shaun of the Dead where dude was, like, flicking the different fuses and lights were turning on and off. Because, like, she didn't know which one to do, so she was just flicking them. Mm -hmm. And lights were popping up all around the house, but we see the mean one peeking through the windows. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we see the, the mean one tries to force his way inside, but Cindy sees him creeping in and slams the door, trying to keep him at bay. Suddenly, there's a gunshot, and the mean one retreats. Cindy hides, someone comes in, and she jumps up and punches him in the face. It turns out to be Doc Zeus, who tells her she'll need to to learn to hit a lot harder than that. He goes, got a drink? (laughs) I like Doc. I do, too. He's a fun character. So we cut to the two at Horton's Bar, where Doc gives a bunch of exposition. So first, he gives her a drawing of the Grinch. So, you know, we see that clearly Doc knows what he looks like. He's seen him, you know, and so he's like, oh, my God, this is him. This is him. He's like, "What's you know? What do? What is he? What is it?" And he's like, "You know, some guy, he's got a lot of names, and he's going to like some call like think he's an anti-clause, this, that?" And he goes, "Some just call him the." Ger-. And before he can finish, the bartender's like, "French, Mike French," <laughs> <laughs> which that's great. This- it's so dumb, but it's so funny. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And He goes, "I just call him the mean one." <laughs> <laughs> Doc explains how the mean one hates Christmas, and even if he gets if he gets any whiff of Christmas, or anything Christmassy, he'll come to wreak havoc. And explains how his wife was murdered by the mean one 11 years ago for simply for, uh, mailing out Christmas presents. 11 years and 4 days, we find out. Ah, oh, yes, 11 days before, eleven years and 4 days. Because So we see this little flashback of his wife. He's like, we don't celebrate Christmas in town, but she wanted to mail some presents out to our nephews. And we see her taking... Here's another question I have. we see this in movies all the time. When people are taking parcels to be mailed... They're not wrapped like no. that. No! <laughs> like, who just, like, I'm going to put these in the mail. And they're, they're going to arrive perfectly wrapped. The bow is intact. Mm-hmm. Like, no! You
1: put that shit in a box. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: it's,
1: a, it's that shit in a box. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, and we see her walking toward the post office... He's like, but she never even mailed the packages out. Mm-hmm. And then we see the Grinch pop up and run at her and cut her in fucking half. Like, her little spine is wiggling. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. So Doc's been hunting him ever since. Cindy asks him to come with her to talk to the sheriff, but Doc tells her that he's spoken to Hooper until he's blue in the face and he'll do nothing. So we cut to Cindy trying to convince Hooper about the mean one, saying that Doc has seen him too. Nope. And, right, Hooper dismisses this on the account of Doc being the town drunk. He's like, you're going to have to get a more credible witness than him. Uh, Then uh, she asks about the murders at the diner, and he goes, ah, that's out of my jurisdiction. That's a matter for the state police. She's like, what is in your jurisdiction, you asshole?
1: I keep the town safe. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) So she basically chews him out for not doing his job, and he tells her to leave. Berg tries to tell Cindy that Hooper is right that the diner is out of their jurisdiction, and that he's going to go to the mountains to investigate things himself. So, cut to Burke hiking. Mm. Makes his way to the cave.
1: Rappels <laughs> got... down like he's in the fucking descent. <laughs> I was like, was that really
0: necessary? You could have just walked in. Cindy just fell, and she was fine.
1: Because <laughs> when, when she fell, I was like, oh, oh, how far did she fall? Like... <laughs> And nope, nope. Just.
0: It was like falling out of bed. It
1: yeah, like well, sore. even at our age, that really hurts. I
0: was going to say, yeah, that's true. But she's young. She's still spry. She's spry.
1: <laughs> and she got more spry yeah. That's the oh. movie got on.
0: Oh, she has to have her montage.
1: That's right. That's
0: when she gets real spry. <laughs> In the cave, he finds all sorts of wallets and stolen things, including a little plushie of Max, the Grinch's dog, which cracked me
1: up. And dead bodies.
0: Yeah, he then uncovers the sheet with the Christmas tree and there's some corpses.
1: It's like, oh, look at that! Dr. Satan! (laughs) Aw, the Grinch had the sublet.
0: Indeed. Things are tough. So, he Burke hears someone coming, and he hides, and we see the Grinch dragging the Santa bodies in from the
1: tire. So, uh, the cops get there. Thank you. But then the bodies just... Well, I
0: had so many questions with this. I was like, okay. So, we see him, he leaves, and the bodies are there, because the waitress finds them. Yes. Then we see the news report... With bodies under, like, sheets and stuff. hmm So, like, we know the cops got there and there were bodies. Where did he get the bodies? Did he go to the morgue? Like, oh, that's my tasty treat. Like, <laughs> what
1: happened? Or did he... No, I got... I have no theory. Or I'm... was
0: there just, like, another Santa in another town? Like, you know, one of the... No,
1: that was one of the guys from the bar. Well,
0: okay, I didn't know if it was, uh, like, one... Because he was all blue. So, like, with, like, he looked like he was frozen
1: guy from the freezer. Oh, oh yeah. okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, maybe he... maybe The he, police missed the guy in the freezer. The Grinch snuck out. No,
0: no, it's because he was stabbed in the neck with an icicle. They're like, well, there's no murder weapon here.
1: We can't figure it out. There's no foul <laughs> lay foot. He just miraculously got a hole in his I, neck. I, I think
2: the whole theory is around this is... When the Grinch was doing this, nobody was around. They mm-hmm. were all busy. So I think that's what they're saying, that he was doing it while the police weren't there or looking.
0: Well, he had to... I mean, he's he's clearly crafty because he, you know, comes down from the mountain into town to kill somebody and disappears again, right. so... Does he teleport? He moves real fucking fast. We do see in the final fight, he moves really fucking fast. Yeah, he does. So... But he drags in this body, and we see Burke is hiding behind one of, like, the little rock pillars, and he steps on the Max plushie, which starts singing. So he panics, he grabs the dog, and he throws it in the cave, and the Grinch is like, oh, I'm going to get it, and he, like, takes off. And then Burke tries to run out, but he trips over another body, and he's like, well, shit, you know, might as well play dead, and he pulls the sheet over him and plays dead.
1: (laughs) Because the Grinch has so many bodies down there, he's not gonna remember that. Oh wait, that one was covered with a sheet. What's that?
0: <laughs> Is this a new body? Well yeah, so we see the Grinch come back with Max, he stomps on it until it stops singing, and then he just grabs the body and starts dragging it away. And then so, Bert just walks out. Yeah, he well, he 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 runs out and I put so he didn't need his climbing gear at all, and runs straight into Doc who's got a gun on it.
1: <laughs> And how did the Grinch not see the rope? <laughs> Right, it's hanging in the middle of the fucking cave. And and where was
0: Doc? Because he was like right outside that cave door.
1: So, oh. <laughs> oh, but, over the mountain, <laughs> however, however that James Addiction song goes.
0: But this is the part where we get the Doctor Zeus part, because uh, you know he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Matthias Zeus." he goes Zeus like the Greek god. <laughs> he's like, most people just call me Doc. Mm. So then they're talking back and forth and he tells, you know, Burke basically you're gonna need to arm yourself. And he shows him his trunk full of guns and he's like, you got permits for that? And He's like <laughs>
1: And then he's like we got to go. It's going to get dark soon. So what the fuck was he doing up there anyway? Right.
0: But but he's like cuz he's like, well, he goes, "Boy, you better get out of here. I got I got to finish this." And he's like, "Matthias, D- uh, Doc, Doctor. Dr. Zeus." it's like, eh, womp womp. So, you know, he's Doc is out hunting. Um, <laughs> he tells Burke to get ready. So we got to Burke and Cindy talking, and he tells her that he's going to do some do some more digging on the, the wallets that he found in the cave, and hopefully he'll find an eyewitness to whatever is going on up there. Cindy looks shocked and goes, You believe me? He explains he didn't get a good look at the guy, but he definitely believes something is happening up there. I would hope you would believe something is happening up there. You tripped over bodies. Mm, Decomposed
1: bodies. Right. Cadavers, even. And it's like you found a whole cave full of wallets,
0: and some (coughs) dude, like, you don't know what he looks like, okay, fine. But you see a dude literally dragging a body in. Like, something's happening. Yeah. (laughs) But... Cindy comments on how Hooper thinks she's crazy, and Burke tells her to go easy on him. He's a small-town sheriff, and they're just not equipped for this level of bad. He goes on to tell her that Hooper is really a good man. She comments on how Burke is a forgiving soul, and he's like, I'm Jewish. It's in my blood. (laughs) And then he goes, it's better to forgive evil than to become part of it. We get our little cutesy back and forth between Cindy and Burke. Aw, they clearly like each
1: other. And then they have, there's a dream sequence... Of a really, really bad, like, Days of Our Lives shower sex scene.
0: It was akin to the werewolf cop jail cell sex scene. The soft lighting. The mood
1: music. Yes. (laughs) She's in the shower and at first you think it's the killer.
0: Yep. And then, oh, it's Burke coming up behind her to give her a little bit of that (laughs) himity-dibbity. But then the Grinch opens the curtain and slashes the fuck out of Burke, spraying uh, Cindy with blood. So she wakes up from another nightmare screaming.
1: And Freddy's like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> and, uh,
1: Freddy's going, that was mine! Mine! Like he does in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, Freddy versus the Grinch. There you go.
0: <laughs> but the narrator says, Nightmares made it hard to know what's real and what's fake. But Cindy found a mission now that she's fully awake. Cindy decides she's going to kill the Grinch, so we get a training montage,
1: because mm. you got to have a montage. Yep. Oh, yeah. Even Rocky had a montage.
0: Of course. But we see her setting traps, learning to fight, learning to shoot, etc. So she's just like, she's she got these like big cheesy bear traps that she's just like leaving randomly around <laughs> her lawn. And then she's got like a Grinch Damn dummy. Damn kids! <laughs> got a Grinch dummy that she's whooping on. And, like, just some random target that she's missing horribly.
1: And the first time she punches it, she's like, ow. <laughs> My knuckles. <laughs> My little piggies.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so she, of course, you know, by the end of the montage, she's a badass.
1: She's ripped. Yep. And she just, that final kick, knocks the Grinch effigy right out of the tree. Mm-hmm.
0: But so, again, how long did this montage go on for? Because she got she
1: got Ripped. I'm telling you, I think that this, like, time, it moves very differently in Newville. (laughs) It really does. It's like, you know how you play, like, like, like I'm playing Starfield right now. Mm -hmm. So 24 Earth hours is not even, like, it's... Right. Universe time or whatever.
0: Right. Well, yeah, in video games, you got the, the time frames that move, like, ridiculously crazy.
1: Yes. So, depends on how quickly, you know, that planet spins and orbits mm-hmm. and i think newville
0: is just it's on another planet
1: Yep. well let's be honest too it's
2: not in our universe
0: though it's true this There's is no a parallel mobile. universe right so this isn't 616 right. <laughs> right but we also see burke looking into the wallets owners and finding missing person after missing person after missing person and we cut to doc drowning his sorrows at the bar and then going to leave. The moment he puts his key in his ignition, Hooper arrests him.
1: He's like, oh, damn it.
0: <laughs> He's like, what you doing, Hooper? <laughs> He's like, you're coming with me, Doc. He's like, oh, poo. But we cut to the local diner where we see a delivery guy dropping off a package and then leaving. The cook opens the box and finds that it's filled with Christmas decorations.
1: And then the fakest phone call ever. Uh-huh. What are those guys? I'm just going to call him Nick. Yeah. Nick, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, I got the wrong delivery. I'm trying to close up here. Hmm. All right, I'm going to wait for you.
0: He goes, I ordered bell peppers, not jingle bells. <laughs> bum So, yeah, he tells the guy that he'll wait for him to come back. Outside, we see the mean one waggling his finger back and forth because, uh-oh, he saw the Christmas decorations. And this is where we get the fingertip crawl.
1: Yes. So the Grinch yes.
0: scurries in like... <laughs> I love
1: it. I, is, I it love it, I love so it. so well
0: done. Uh, the mean one then gets a cleaver and hacks the cook into pieces. This was a very Art the Clown
1: kill. Yes. Because
0: yeah. he hacked the guy in the face with the cleaver and, and then, then he... proceeded to chop him into
1: pieces. And then he packages him back up. He puts a bow on his head and puts the head in the box of decorations. Around a wreath and then puts ornaments in his mouth.
0: <laughs> that was good. That I liked, was really great. Uh, again, very... That was a
1: very Art the Clown kill.
0: Yeah, it was. it was very good. But... So now the, the guy, uh, you know, the, the delivery guy comes back in, finds a box of decorations and hauls it away, <laughs> which that'll come back later. Um. Yes,
1: it will. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew yep. better.
0: I was like, no, there's going to be something later. So we cut to Hooper putting Doc in a cell to sleep it off. Doc tells Hooper that it's all falling apart, Sheriff. And he goes, you know that, right? Hooper agrees and walks away. Hooper goes to see the mayor who is on her way out of town for the holidays. We get this cryptic back and forth where it's made pretty clear that they're in cahoots to cover up what's really going on in town. The mayor tells Hooper to fix it, and if she goes down, she's taking him with her. So now we cut to Cindy looking for the or looking at the Grinch drawing that Zeus gave her. And she's going over possible options which Maybe with, his head's just
1: not quite
0: right. Yeah, she's going over the different options of what could be wrong with him. And yeah, she says the the line, Maybe his head isn't screwed on quite right. Maybe it's because his shoes are too tight. Mm. Maybe his heart is two sizes too small. It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. So but Bert, then
1: Bert.
0: Yep. Shows up exci- and excitedly shows Cindy what he found.
1: Oh, my God. And he busts out a computer, a laptop from, like, 1998.
0: <laughs> it was like a little Netgear laptop. <laughs> <laughs> All of the wallets belonged to people who were avid hikers. He found them all on social media, along with photos they posted in the Newville Mountains before going missing.
1: So Shade was like, is the Grinch giving the peace sign? Right. I was like, he is.
0: He's but like, hey. We see in the background of every photo a badly photoshopped yeah. Grinch. <laughs> like, just peekaboo, <laughs> like,
1: hiding in the trees. But in the last one, he's, like, like that got, like, that meme. Yeah, guy he's the, coming
0: around the side of the tree. And,
1: Flashing
0: a peace sign. Yep. <laughs> that was my favorite one. But he explains that all of, uh, he, uh, he explains that he looked up hiking in Newville and found a website directing people to come hiking in the mountains, but the IP address was blocked. After a bit more digging, he found the website is run by Mayor McBean. So she's been luring people to their deaths. It's like dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So he went out to confront her, but he found that she's out of town. Cindy tells him the mayor is his problem, the monster is hers. Burke follows her upstairs and sees her arsenal laid out. Hmm. And she's like, he goes, what are you doing? She goes, preparing. He's like, to invade France?
1: They left it that. So
0: Who when, invades France? You, you, you just need a pistol. I mean, they're just going to give up anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you show them the pistol and they're like, I, I, I surrender! Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, can I give you some stinky cheese? <laughs> All we have is
0: baguettes, cheese, and cigarettes. We
1: cannot fight you. I will burn you with my cigarettes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god, see, this is why we need Herbert on here to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do his French accent. What was it? he kept saying? Lifey shit. <laughs> was, we were doing the. uh Oh god, what was the vet one? Um Raw.
2: Mm. We covered
0: that one. But anyway, so. He's, uh, they're looking at the arsenal and she basically tells him that she's not going to be a victim anymore, that she let people think, make her think she was crazy for the last 20 years. And, you know, she knows that she's perfectly sane and she's going to stop this thing. So she, uh, she's no longer going to be the victim and she's going to finish it. Burke tries to tell her to find a way to forgive. If she gives into all this hate and vengeance, she'll become him. She wishes, and the
1: Emperor's like, yes. <laughs> like, Let the hate
0: consume you. <laughs> something, something, something dark side.
2: <laughs>
0: but she wishes him luck on his investigation and continues to prepare as Burke leaves. The narrator says, When leaving both behind or I'm sorry, when leaving behind both our fears and our sorrows, remember nights get real dark before brighter tomorrows. We see the mayor on her way out of town, and her car breaks down, and for some reason that makes Christmas music turn on her radio that she can't stop.
1: I didn't, oh yeah, so her (laughs) her dash lights up, and then her car stalls, but it's still running? Right, and
0: the music turned on, and she's slapping
1: the dash, going, no, 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 no! stop, 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 I'm like, how about turn off? the radio and then she mm. takes just a regular wrench yeah goes on goes and looks under the hood but she's like peeking around and then she goes back under the hood and then closes it doesn't do anything yeah and then
0: she's, there he is she's threatened the engine with a wrench
1: yeah <laughs> that'll learn it like i'm gonna beat you with this wrench but then there's the grinch and she throws the wrench at him and starts to run away he runs up and bites her face yes like, he right. her face He's hungry.
0: <laughs> but then she tries to run. He grabs her with the uh, the string of stickers that she's been sticking on everybody.
1: For a brighter future.
0: Yep. He drags her back to the trunk and decapitates her with the trunk. Just slamming her head in there until it comes off.
1: And then, yep. And then you just see her head with one sticker over the mouth. Yep. And he drives away. He took her car. <laughs> he fucking carjacked her.
0: He sure did. <laughs> like he's like that's one thing my cave doesn't have a car. So <laughs> so it's like Halloween. Who taught him how to drive? <laughs> <was just> <laughs> <say that. laughs> he's buddies with Michael. Yeah, I guess like, He showed Aww. him how to drive
1: stick. The sewer that Michael lives in in Halloween ends is directly it's not only where him and Pennywise live, but it has direct access to the mountain where Dr. Satan and the Grinch live.
0: (laughs) It leads to Newville.
1: And on the other side of Newville is Camp Crystal Lake.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Oh Oh, Lord. So he takes her car.
1: Where'd he put the car?
0: (laughs) In the With the woods. rest
1: of the bodies. <laughs> I'm running out of room.
0: <laughs> he no, he needed the car to move the bodies. He's like, you know how, how long this takes, Dragon, one at a time? He's like, look at how spacious this trunk is. But we cut to Hooper and Zeus at the police station. Burke comes in and confronts Hooper, telling him he traced the website and knows what's going on. Hooper gives us the backstory, explaining that at first he truly thought it was a man. We see a flashback to Hooper in the caves looking for a missing woman. He finds her. She's missing her eyes and has bows over them.
1: Stephanie. Wasn't that her yeah, name? Yeah, Stephanie.
0: Some random, just random okay, father.
1: so I didn't miss something. No, no, no. Okay.
0: Because no, he was talking about people were going missing. He was saying that the, the yes. murders continued year after year. People <coughs> went missing. And then it shows him searching for one of the missing people.
1: Okay. Because um, he called her by name in the flashback, I didn't know if maybe I didn't pay attention for a minute and Stephanie was someone to him. No, just a a a random with a townie.
0: Yeah, but so he he finds her. She's got she's missing her eyes. Like blood's coming down out of her eye holes, and she's got little bows on them. And the Grinch pops up behind her and starts gnawing on her neck. So Hooper sees firsthand what the Grinch is. Um, so he explains that he tries he tried to feed it, and we see him bringing a fucking goat wearing a Christmas (laughs) cape.
1: And all that's left is the cake. Except goat bleeding. <laughs>
0: well, it just he he'll it because he puts the goat out. He ties it to a
1: tree like And then he runs away, huh?
0: No, he doesn't even run, he runs right around the tree. He's on the <laughs> other side of the tree. It's like the scene where they put out the goat for the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, but it would be like if they stood right next to where the feeding is. <laughs> so The goat gets yanked, and and Hooper's like, oh, you got to feed it. Yeah, no shit. It's a living thing. It's going to (laughs) eat. But he goes, but it couldn't be stopped. Year after year, it murdered more people. And the mayor came up with a plan to lure outsiders there to feed it, but keep their people safe. So Hooper got rid of Christmas in town. He worked with the mayor to keep their town safe, no matter the cost. So basically... He stopped all the parties, all the decorations, everything, so the the creature wouldn't come into town, and they could just keep feeding it outsiders.
1: I keep thinking, because you're also, like, quoting the narrator parts, I keep Uh, thinking that, like, when you're just speaking and, like, moving the movie along, uh, that you're going to, like, start speaking in rhymes. (laughs) Start rhyming away. Start speaking in Zeus.
0: (laughs) Yes, in, in, in Dr. Zeus. Um... But Burke tells the sheriff that he's going up into the mountains to hunt the mean one before Cindy does. You know, and then we get Zeus being like, you're going to stop that boy. He going to die. Go help him. <laughs> Hooper just leaves the keys to the cell on the, the bars and he walks away. So it's like, oh, Hooper's going to do something. So now we cut to Cindy and the narrator says, the danger was rising as the battle grew nearer. But who's hunting who was becoming less and less clearer.
1: And she grabs a a gigantic fucking Michael Myers knife. (laughs) Right. So
0: she grabs the knife and searches for the Grinch, but instead finds Doc in one of her traps. (laughs) He's like, I came to warn you about your boyfriend. And she's like, boyfriend? Who said, did he say that? Did he call me his boyfriend? (laughs) say he's my boyfriend? And he's like, whoever the hell he is, he's (laughs) going up the mountain to hunt the damn thing. So, he tells her, you know, basically, Burke's going up there alone. You gotta help him.
1: So will be coming around the mountain when he comes. (laughs) And I'm picturing the Grinch just like...
0: (laughs) See, now the Jim Carrey Grinch would have done that. (laughs) So, we cut to the mountain... Or, we cut to Burke in the mountains. (laughs) He's trying to say
1: Christmas carols. But it's so off-key. And then he just goes, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Now, at this point, I was like... There has to be a point to why they specifically make this character Jewish. Mm-hmm. Like, is he safe from the Grinch because no. he's not Christian? No,
0: he was... Uh, like no. The Grinch still came for I think it was simply just because they wanted another main character that wasn't going to think that it was odd that the town didn't celebrate Christmas. Like, someone who wasn't in on the, the mischief that's going on, and so... We needed some, like we needed a townie to believe her. Mm. So we have the one crazy guy who's seen the Grinch, and we need to have the young guy who's gonna believe her.
1: Okay, so I think it was sense. just a a,
0: a a you know narrative device. But um, that what got me laughing is he's he's trying to sing and He goes, uh, <laughs> Oreos don't go laughing all the way." <laughs> he goes, "Bells Bob. on Bobby Bob." Bobby, Bobby's Bob.
1: He just keeps singing Bobby,
0: and then he goes Draddle Dradle, Dratel. I made you out of clay, and when, when it's dry, dry and ready, ready with Dratel, I will play. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Cindy and Zeus head up to the mountains to look for Burke. Meanwhile, Burke falls into a trap that the Grinch set,
1: which is a bear trap from Cindy's front lawn. <laughs> but again. Where did he fall? Is this another entrance to the cave? I I had to, like, rewind it because he was outside in the woods mm-hmm. and then the very next second his leg is... He's in the cave. He fell
0: through a hole.
1: Like, but where... Like,
0: how does this cave work?
1: And again, he ends up at the entrance.
0: That's what I'm saying. it's so It's so mysterious.
1: It's like, um... Um... The Banana Splits movie. Yeah. Are they,
0: they just, are they going down? Are they going up? What's going on?
1: What floor are they
0: on in this facility? Oh, my God. But I love this because he's like he's in the bear trap. He's like, oh, God. And then suddenly the grid shows up holding mistletoe, making kissy faces. He's like,
1: I was dying at that. <laughs> She's like, why are you cracking up? I'm like, he's making kissy faces at him. <laughs>
0: He wanted Bert too. He's like, "You're gonna be my boyfriend now."
1: <laughs> Uncircumcised. Oh no.
0: Well, no, he'd be circumcised. Oh yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh
1: my god! Real quick, while I'm thinking of it, this is just one quick little segue. So I have param not param, I have Peacock Plus mm-hmm. for free through in, because we have Instacart Plus. Mm-hmm. So now I can watch Five Nights at Freddy's. Ah, nice. Right. I actually
0: just ordered the uh the uncut r rated version uh so Ooh. that that should be here actually I think it'll be here tomorrow because um, it came out today so hmm. and, I, and I pre-ordered it but uh but yeah from what I read there was a much longer cut of the film that is more bloody and more horror centric that uh they didn't want to show to kids.
1: So. I mean, I get it. <laughs>
0: Understandable. But there's also a lot of adult fans, so that's why mm. they're like, hey, we're going to do the two cuts.
1: Okay, as we um, were.
0: But anyway. <laughs> so the Grinch pops up making kissy faces. Hooper shows up and shoots the Grinch, forcing him to run off. Hooper gets Burke out of the trap and tells him to get going as Hooper goes deeper into the cave to hunt the Grinch. Susan's, <laughs> Zeus I say Zeus and Cindy show up to help Burke. Hooper goes into the cave singing, We wish you a Merry Christmas and just starts shooting randomly. And the Grinch is like, Bing, bing, bing! He's just dodging. And then he jumps up and kills Burke.
1: Or kills Hooper. So bye-bye, Hooper. Um, <laughs> but then Cindy's like, We have to help him. And she sees his hand and she pulls it, and it's just a severed arm. <laughs> She's like, Nope,
0: never mind. But so Cindy's blaming herself, saying she got her parents killed and oh she pushed Hooper until he's dead. And she's afraid that Burke is gonna die too. Zeus tells her it's it's Christmas Eve, and if it doesn't end tonight, it'll start again next year.
1: So is next year in like two days?
0: Cause uh... well, remember time moves weird, <laughs> <Right. here.
1: laughs>
0: So Burke agrees and tells her it has to be her. She's the one to stop him. Cindy tells Zeus to get Burke to the hospital, and then and and that she's gonna roast this beast. You now the roasted beast that the who mm. the Whoville people mm-hmm. had.
1: They even let him call the Roast Beast.
0: (laughs) So now we cut to Cindy lighting up her house with Xmas lights and setting the trap. The narrator says, while the folks down in Newville were asleep in their beds, the day had arrived for the mean one to get dead. That made me laugh.
1: (laughs) She didn't have the bear trap, though, because the Grinch took it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's, well, there might be more bear traps in this town, because everyone seemed to have a fucking bear trap. That's true. But the mean one uh, sneaks in, ready to get Cindy, who seems to be sleeping on the couch. She jumps up and says, guess who, and kicks him in the gut.
1: <laughs> I like how she's wearing the little pink nightgown, yeah. that, like Cindy Lou who does.
0: And then she rips it <laughs> off and she looks like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> she's got, like, fucking, like, Christmas steaks through her, her vest. Yep. Uh, and also, where did she get a candy cane shotgun? Like, did she take the time to paint that? I think she painted it. That's a lot of extra work for no reason. Hey, we don't know how long this training took. That's true. It could have been months. Yes. This could have started in October, even though it started after November. But, so she, she kicks him in front of the window where he gets shot to shit by, by uh, uh, Zeus. And the narrator goes, with a gleam in his eye and a trigger finger that itched. The hunter proclaimed, Merry Christmas, you green bitch! <laughs> that was great. Again, fucking lost it. Cindy goes to shoot him, but he scurries away and she loses sight of him. He pops up outside and attacks Doc. Cindy rushes out to help, but the Grinch escapes again. Doc tells her to stick to the plan and finish this. And for a moment there, it almost looks like Doc is going to die, because he's like, I just gotta get my get second br- Yeah. And, and then he
1: just lays, he, like, lays back and doesn't yeah. move. And I'm like, wait, is he dead?
0: And he was, well, he was all bloody because he yeah. got scratched a fuck by the Grinch. And it looked
1: like he had a, it was just a little spot. But right. I was like, did he get shot in the head and I missed it? Now he's alive still?
0: Yeah, no, he 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 looked like he was going to die, but he didn't. So th- we get the the Grinch and Cindy fight scene involving guns, a bear trap, a baseball bat with Christmas lights, and Christmas grenades. There's all sorts of fun stuff here. <laughs> so she pulls out the candy striped. Guns, like I said, start mm-hmm. shooting at him, missing. The Grinch knocks the gun out of her hand. She pulls out a baseball bat like a fucking lightsaber. It's covered with fucking Christmas lights. Which I gotta admit, that looked really cool when they were fighting. Did. So they're beating the shit out of each other, Just going back to and pull forth. A Negan on him. Right. And then uh, <clears throat> Doc uses some song distraction because he gets over to the car and plays a Christmas carol through the. Frickin' uh, the speaker on the car.
1: Yahoo Dory. Yeah, yeah. It's just like from the movie, just over and over again.
0: And the Grinch covers his ears all upset, and Cindy lights... It was like a tinsel stream to the tree, which was covered in
1: explosives. Yeah.
0: And the Christmas tree explodes, sending the Grinch flying. So Cindy beats the Grinch down and is about to kill him, but she sees the necklace she gave him all those years ago. You... (laughs) You kept it? And then we see a flashback that, that almost seems to indicate that her mom's death was not only an accident, but the incident that drove the Grinch mad. So we see, you know, Cindy, like, we, we see, like, when Cindy gives him the necklace as a, as a kid, and the mom freak out, the Grinch try to leave, and then mom die, and he looks all panicked. Mm-hmm. And she yells at a monster, and then we see him kind of, like, twitching, his eyes twitch, and he's gritting his teeth, and starts to go insane. So it's like, okay.
1: And he screams.
0: Yeah. And then Cindy gives him a kiss and tells her that she forgives him. This is modern day Cindy. And the Grinch looks happy for a moment, but suddenly his heart starts beating fast and we hear his ribs begin to crack. I got to say, at this point in the movie, when I was first watching it, I lost my shit. Because I went, are they really going to kill him by his heart growing three sizes too big? And I, oh, yeah, they did. I, I couldn't, I had to rewind it because I was laughing too hard at the concept <laughs> of that. And then sure as shit, that's what they did. Because <laughs> the Grinch yells for her to go. And then he flips over and it goes, boom, like he landed on a grenade. <laughs> and he, flat. And he's fucking dead. <laughs> like, it's so dumb, but holy shit, it's beautiful. I laughed so damn hard. I was like, this is the best way you could have possibly killed him. (laughs) So fucking good. So the narrator says, We know that his heart grew three sizes that day. Justice is poetic when it happens that way. (laughs) We cut to a news montage of people all over seeing the mean one photo that somehow leaked online. So he basically becomes the new Bigfoot, mm-hmm. where people flock to the area to see him.
1: And it's good for tourism. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now they're at, like, tourism is back. Everybody's decorating for Christmas. So yep. this is, Christmas Eve is when the fight goes down.
0: I think this is the following year, because they said it's a new year in Whoville, or Newville.
1: Okay, I yeah. missed that part, because I'm like, why, because, okay, it's probably scars then on her face. Yeah. And all oh, the
0: little lines Yeah, that looked like the little lashes of Cindy Lou Who.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, that, I then I missed that part about them saying it's a new year. Well, I wait, no, did I thought they said it was because a new year. Because he was still limping really really bad. Yeah, what the
0: fuck? Now the hold on a is cuz I was under the impression but now that the ending doesn't make sense either, so it has to be the same year.
1: Yeah. So what the tourists just flocked within time on Christmas? Time is so weird. <laughs> yeah, cuz we see, the, we see the people flocking in. We see the all
0: of the town is now celebrating Christmas. It has to be a new year. Because, like, they wouldn't have... It was
1: literally Christmas Eve night. Right. So, so did the sunrise right after the Grinch died and everyone, like, decorated? Set, and, yeah, because the
0: whole town is decorated. Yeah. And they're talking about, like, like Burke is now... Yeah, it has to be new year because she even says Sheriff Burke. So he's now the sheriff. Or
1: did he just, like, inherit it because now everybody else is dead?
0: I'm assuming he's got a limp because he, he, like, permanently damaged himself. Kind of okay. like in Misery when you see okay, fucking yeah. Paul Sheldon walking with the cane later. That's true. Okay. Um. But anyway, so the narrator jumps in and says, With the danger behind them, the town found new life. People found joy in both tinsel and lights. It came with boxes and ribbons and toys, with tinsel and garland and new yuletide joys. For the town filled with tourists carrying cameras and guns, as folks hiked the mountains in search of the mean one. And I
1: love how it then turned into like one like clip from like National Geographic, National Geographic of people like walking across a mountain.
0: (laughs) He goes, "The beast had been slain, and some wrongs became right because Christmas returned almost overnight." So yeah, so yeah, it is overnight. So we cut to Cindy and Burke enjoying the Christmas cheer. And Zeus is alive, too. He just pops in and he's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because he's still got a fresh bandage on his forehead. It's got to be the same. Oh my God. It's like, it literally is like four hours later.
2: Yeah, but something like that where they, if if they saw Bigfoot in Hollywood, there would be people there overnight.
0: True, but you wouldn't be able to make it go viral that fast. Like, that's, because we see all the YouTube, the YouTubers talking about it and all Hey that.
1: y'all, I'm from the country,
0: so I like the mountains. I'm going up there to Newville. <laughs> but they discuss how the town is now thriving, thanks to the monster, and also how the feds took every shred of evidence of the mean one. Including
1: the body. Yeah. <laughs> what was the cause of death?
0: His heart exploded.
1: <laughs> Which Gracious. again, just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> But
0: Cindy comments. Your economy
1: completely <laughs> bounced back in four hours.
0: And it really bounced back. But Cindy comments that it's not a very happy ending, and Burke says, I bet there's a parallel universe where the story is a lot more fun. And Cindy goes, I wish we were in that one and Burke tells her that he has high hopes for a happy ending in this one too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Cindy sees that they're under the mistletoe, and they kiss. Aw. And then they go, Yahoo, Doris. And they say it like a Yahoo, Doris. It's so bad. Yep. And then narrator says, and so ends our story with holiday cheer. And they all lived happily ever after. Well, at least till next year.
1: So it is the same year.
0: And then we get the mean one screech. Credits. The end. But wait, there's more. (laughs) <laughs> we see a YouTube unboxing of Xmas gifts. She's like, J- "Join me!" And She goes, "My gifts or my my uh, ornaments got a little delayed." She's like, "But join me as I go through." And she un or she un uh, she opens the box. Yeah, I was gonna say un, unzips, but I'm like, that's not the right word. <laughs> cuts she cuts open. open, yeah, cuts open the box, and then the screen goes black. You hear her scream because she found the cook's head. Mm. Now we get the end.
1: But, so when did the cook's head get to her? Because right, there was Christmas Eve too. Oh, my God. Not only that, but it's all them body parts, them fresh body parts, that box, one, would have weighed a fucking ton. Yep. And two, there would have been blood all over the damn place.
0: <laughs> it doesn't make a... Like, okay. So, I know we said at the start of the, the, the recording, this is a really fun movie. And it is. It
1: is. It is. But Don't it does try, not make sense. The
0: timeline is fucked.
1: Don't try to think too much about it. This is the perfect
0: example of shut your brain off and just watch yes this is one of those movies if you can do that this is like cocaine bear just, yes just turn your brain up don't ask questions just watch it you'll love it it's fun <laughs> but there's like absolutely no fucking trivia on this i only found two things one we already talked a bunch about just how how many different doctors uh dr seuss i must say, dr Zeus, dr seuss references there are in here um, but this is the third Doctor Seuss production not to be produced uh, to not be produced by Illumination and distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, there's Horton Here's a Who in 2008, Green Eggs and Ham in 2019, and now this one, which is not for children. I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, there's really no trivia. It's it's there's not a lot out there on it. So, but uh, this was a fun one. This it really was, was this was a lot of fun. I. I'm glad that we ended our our month of Christmas Horror Round 4 with this one, because we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with Christmas Horror.
1: If we would have ended with bloody, bloody Bible Camp goes to Christmas, (laughs) I would have been real sad. Well, and that's the
0: thing, like, we were discussing
1: off the air, uh, we
0: don't got a lot of good ones left. Now, granted, next year we have the hope of Terrifier 3, Mm -hmm. you know, that's coming along, um, me and Maurice still have to go see Silent Night, the, uh, John Woof. Like I know it's not a horror movie, but it kind of fits in with Violent Night. Um, so there are some Christmas movies that we, that could be good that we could put on the list for next year, but.
1: There's also Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. And 5.
0: hmm But it's getting slim pickings. So we, we might have to take, reassess our Christmas traditions <laughs> going forward, but, Do either of you guys have anything to add to uh, the mean one before we wrap things up? I think I said it all. No, I said it all. All right. So, for anyone not following us on social media, we are The Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We no longer have X, as mentioned in our last few episodes. Uh, We do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. The higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and birthday pics, etc. Um... We are also part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out RadPantheon.com and rad Pantheon on all the socials for other podcasts like this, and Rad Artists and Musicians is doing rad stuff. As far as our next episode goes, we're not really sure as of yet what it's going to be. We haven't picked the, uh, the topics for next month, and um, I don't know that we're going to have time to squeeze a Christmas special in this year. If we can, we will bring you a Christmas special, but... It's been a very hectic season for all of us. So yes. if we don't get a chance to bring a Christmas special in, we will be back in January. And uh, just follow us on the socials and we'll, we'll say what we're going to be covering. So, And we you're... want your
1: vote. I don't yes. know why I leaned into that like I'm not wearing a mic.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, check us out on social media and you will find out firsthand what we're going to cover in January. But with that, I think we're going to wrap this up. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye.
1: Yahoo dore you green bitches <laughs> Merry Christmas
0: Thanks for listening If you enjoyed what you heard follow us on Instagram at the boogeyman's closet where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned As promised at the start of the episode, we are back to discuss last year's Christmas special. Uh, So we did a little movie called Better Watch Out um, that was not real. (laughs) (laughs) Gasp! Shock and awe! (laughs) We decided a while ago that we wanted to try to pull a prank and see if we could create the Mandela effect, really, and see if people would think that it was an actual movie that they had seen. So originally the plan was a year prior, we're going to do an April Fool's joke, but I thought that that was a little too obvious. So we decided to go with a Christmas movie. And since there are so many Christmas horror movies out there, it just seemed like the most appropriate one to do. So I wrote a script with the help of uh, Strasberg from Raised by Rentals. I was pitching the idea to him and, you know, knocking the idea around for a while and um, I tried to keep other Christmas horror movies in mind while writing it to kind of get that Mandela effect going, where people would be like, I feel like I saw this before. So, yeah. So uh, it was all a big joke. It was all a big prank. And well,
1: we got you. We got you good.
0: <laughs> and thankfully, yeah, a couple people did reach out to me and say, like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Where did you guys find it? And we kept the prank going for a while, but we're... We're coming clean, folks. It was all a big old stage prank. We're finally showering. Yes, <laughs> we're we're rubbing the stank of the lie off of us. <laughs> but hopefully everyone enjoyed it because I know we had a hell of a lot of fun recording
1: it. Yeah, we did.
0: Mm-hmm. and it, it was interesting because like, you know, I, I wrote the script, and like I said, I sent it back and forth with Josh and got feedback and you know, we polished up some of the scenes. Um, and then I sent it to, to you guys and had you guys read it. And then I had to take the script and write our notes like I would normally write them off of a movie, which was really hard to do, so then describing this film as if we watched it. And I know, Susie, you, you kind of improv several uh, additions to some of the kills. Yes. Adding in a little more, like, peppering gore throughout, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was fun and it was fun and kind of shocking because, like, there was a few things I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shit, roll with it. <laughs> and it made it so much more fun.
1: It really um, did. I like that. I really like the improv aspect of it because I feel like it kept us all on our toes. Yes. And I feel like you did the notes knowing how because we've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. You wrote the notes in like what our scripts would be. <clears throat> right. Really based on like how the three of us interact on any given episode to begin with. Yep.
0: And we we picked uh actors that we felt would be in these types of movies and uh you know that people have seen enough in low budget horror movies that they would go. Wait, I,
1: yeah, I think I saw that
0: once before,
1: but not tricky Dick.
0: No, no, he no, giving him away. <laughs> no tricky Dick. But we even had Maurice on fake music duty. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing up the uh, the different generic songs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed it because we, we had a lot of fun with it, and um, I, I'm I'm proud to say that that some of our uh, some of our listeners were definitely fooled, and some were were. They were questioning it. Because they were like, I can't find information on this movie anywhere. What What is this flick, you know? Um, so I was like, oh, no, I just
1: got to keep looking. <laughs> so, you should have made a Wikipedia page.
0: I really should have. I wish I had a thought of that ahead of time. Because that would have been really fucking funny. <laughs> to be like, no, go look at Wikipedia. There it is. Because I even took, for the thumbnails, um, I took images from the 2012 Silent Night. And just altered them slightly to make it look a little grainy and look a little weird. And then I picked, uh, there was a photo from, I think it was somewhere in the Netherlands. It's one of their uh, Christmas celebrations where they have these big bonfires. And there was one in particular where it looked like an outdoor festival and something in the middle was on fire. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect for the opening scene. (laughs) So I grabbed that and again altered it slightly, and then just posted that on Instagram as as the uh, the photo from the film. So, uh, like I said, you know, we just wanted to to hop in here and let you guys know that we actually pulled pulled one over on you.
1: Our Christmas gift to you, the gift, <laughs> yes. the gift of the truth.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and last year was the gift of creativity. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you guys thought
0: because believe it or not, I have a few more. Uh, Silly scripts up my sleeve that might find their way onto the show at one point. Uh, most of them end up on Wraith by Rentals, but, you know. <laughs> so We should do a crossover. That would be really fun, get Strasburg involved. It would be super long. It would, yes, it would. It would be very long <laughs> get all of us involved with that. But uh, any, any
1: comments that you guys want to make about last year's Christmas special? If you haven't listened to it, do it. If you haven't listened to it since last year, do it. Because talking about it is making me want to go back mm-hmm. and listen to it again.
0: I I actually reread the script uh, about a week ago just because I was like, I I gotta I gotta check this again. And it's funny because I was looking through the script and I noticed so many typos that I didn't notice on my first read through. I'm like, holy shit, I'm like dyslexic or something. <laughs> there there were so many times where it was words just, are
1: hard. Yeah,
0: I was like, damn, I didn't even notice that. But any comments, Reese? No, Su- Susie said everything. Like, <laughs> Just listen?
2: Just listen. Yeah, because I was thinking about going back and listening to it. You <laughs> can make it a Christmas tradition. There we go. <laughs> Sit around uh, the campfire or the fireplace. We'll put the, the TV
0: Yule log on. Yeah. Do you have a
1: fireplace? <laughs> Me? Yes. You lucky bastard. We has one too. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our stockings are hung by it right now.
1: Santa. So when I was little, Mm -hmm. on on a closing note for this,
0: yeah.
1: When I was little, so let me let me preface this real quick. So I am listening to Christmas music at work. Oh hell yeah! And to the point where I have it on like the work friendly radio state, like ninety six point one. Sure. And I ask the one person who sits near me now because. One left to get another job, and my supervisor went and got promoted. So it's just like the assistant that sits on the other side of the wall. Right. Do you care if I listen to Christmas music, like, low on my lap? No, 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 it's fine. So my supervisor keeps coming over because she's showing me how to do stuff. Um, And every time something comes on that, like, triggers a core memory, I'm like, so little known fact about the Sue's, and you know what? I totally forgot where I was going with this now. I don't remember if I think of it. The core memory was that I, that I tap danced to "Holly Jolly Christmas" in the fourth grade Christmas pageant. <laughs> I thought that when I was little, I thought "Feliz Navidad." Oh no, I remember now. It's going. It's going. There you go. "Feliz Navidad." The lyrics were "This please on my dad." <laughs> I don't on that? My dad. And because we'd never had a fireplace growing up, my mm-hmm. mom said that Santa came in through the furnace vent. <laughs> that's some niagara falls shit right there
0: see now here's the best of thing my parents just said that he came in through the window and it freaked me out because me and my brother we had like we shared a room we had bunk beds right by the window so i was always like he's not coming in my window is he like how is he gonna get past me and i just had this like fear of some dude climbing in my window i didn't care that he had presents right
1: doing the little the little nose, nose twitch the
0: from christmas eve and then my my parents they went so far one year as to like i don't know what they used to make this i'm sure my dad probably got like a stuffed deer leg or something but they put hoof prints on the porch roof in the snow (laughs) so like when me and my brother went up to go to bed on christmas eve we look out the window and there's freaking hoof prints we're like holy crap santa's here like we're freaking out (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: that's great so yeah I don't know how my dad did that because he still to this day says like, I didn't do that and it's like okay yeah but he's always got this big shit eating grin when he says it <laughs> but so yeah I guess we'll we'll, we'll close this out here but a uh, little quick note we are n- obviously we're not doing a Christmas special because you guys will be listening to this on Christmas day um, I know we said at the end of the mean one that we weren't sure what our next episode is going to be and that we were probably going to do a Christmas special that was before we looked at the release schedule And I realized, because we were recording everything early so we could have our Christmas festivities, as it's always super super busy around this time of year. Um, We were recording early, and I looked at the calendar, and I went, well, shit, the mean one's going to come out on Christmas Day. So instead of doing a Christmas special, we figured we'd tack this on at the end, talk about last year's. But our next episode will be coming out very soon. We are going to do our first ever New Year's Eve special with... New Year's Eve from <laughs> 1980. So, if you guys want to watch it before we cover it, check it out. It's on Amazon right now for free. It's on Freevee.
1: Yes, so,
0: <laughs> with tons of commercials
1: yes. <laughs> that are all like three minutes long. An hour right.
2: twenty five minute movie movie turns into a th- two hour
0: movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, that part was annoying. But uh, all right, folks. So with that, we are going to take off. And as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Merry Christmas.
1: Peace, love, Krampus, and figgy pudding.
0: <laughs>
2: Merry Christmas.